Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. NFL Week 1 is upon us. We are here to break down the entire card from start to finish. This is a very exciting time of, that I, we did not know would even get here, and yet here we are. Uh, so much to talk about. I'm so fired up to record this podcast. Andy, how are you doing this beautiful Wednesday? Same. Same big mood. Big mood. Uh, after, after some of the issues we had in baseball... And just the fact that other sports had to go to bubbles, I, there was moments, you know, I put on a brave face, but there were moments <laughs> I had, you know, many sleepless nights. I had doubts. I had doubts. And, you know, he said the NFL had the advantage of going last. And that was true. But at the same time, there's still the NFL. They've made poor choices all over the time, you know, all over the place, all the time anyway, in other, you know, in other assets or facets of the, the league so i wasn't i wasn't 100 percent ever but I'm, I'm glad we're here there's a game tomorrow recording this wednesday night so if you're listening to it thursday there's a game tonight yes. rematch playoff rematch banner raising there'll be some fans there even i'm very excited yes full slate no buys obviously week once so we have everybody playing um double monday night game thursday night game sunday night game Full Sunday, get ready, grab your sweatpants, and let's go. I love it, man. Um, you got any thoughts on week one from a macro sense? You want to do like a because there's been there's been speculation flying left and right about what you know what what the no preseason means to the totals, what no offseason means to young coaches and new 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 offensive linemen and things like that. Like, do you want to go through real quick and just give me your temperature on what you think is real versus what is nonsense across some of these narratives that are flying around week one? Yeah. I mean, sh- hit me. What are you, what are you thinking? I've, okay, there's I mean, a lot. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm on Twitter too, man. There's plenty of it. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll start with the ones that I think are a little more credible, and then we'll go into the little weirder ones. Um, do you think uh, the no offseason is going to hurt rookie head coaches and uh, rookies in general? I mean, it could, but we don't have any empirical data to really show it that. So, uh, for now, I'm, I'm not making, like, some adjustment for it. Mm. It, it's it's strictly narrative based. Like you it, didn't fade a couple of teams that uh, have uh, lack of continuity, for lack of a better word. I mean, I did, but some of it's just based on how bad the team's roster is. Okay, yeah, that's and then, a good. And point. then and the number was wrong. You know, just correlation isn't causation, and it wasn't it wasn't the whole reason. So I, you know, I did bet against the Panthers, but not not for that reason, I suppose. Okay. Okay. Um, and you didn't downgrade them from a power number standpoint, just on the basis of all these new pieces? How are they going to be good week one? Yeah, I did. 
but I think I would have done that in a normal year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You, know, you know what I mean? No, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm not doing it just because we're having odd Corona season here. With got no it. Pre- got pre-season. it. Got it. How about uh, with no preseason? Do you think that means that uh, I guess true or false? Uh, no preseason means that defenses will be ahead of offense. Again, no, I don't think that's true ever. Okay. Okay. And how about, and the, you know, when you talk about preseason, I think people conflate what the preseason really means. The, the preseason almost feels like it's more of a way to get down to the roster you need to. It's more about the guys on the bottom end of the, of the, the roster than the guys on the top end. Like, uh, look how much some of these teams actually play their starters in the preseason. There's some, you know, even into the third game, there's some quarterback, there's some run. Adrian Peterson for years didn't take like any preseason snaps. There's some quarterbacks that barely play. Like, it, it's, it's not like this is, this is super important for the starters in a lot of senses. I think the film room, the, the, you know, talking to the coaches, just game planning, all that sort of stuff is a lot more important than than getting reps in these garbage games against, you know, some players that might not even be making rosters. It's okay. more of a risk. So, okay. yeah, I, I don't put a ton of stock into how much a, a team plays starters in the preseason. So I'm not going to put a ton of stock in not having a preseason. Okay, so basically from a total standpoint, you don't believe there is any merit to defenses will shine because offenses will be sloppy or offenses will shine because defenses will be lacking in some way. Um, Every edge rusher's hurt. I don't know how defense is any good. <laughs> My God, they're dropping like flies out there. Shouldn't be laughing. I don't want edge rushers hurt. It makes no. game more fun. Um, okay. Um, do you put in stock into no fans means less home field advantage week one? Could be. I mean, there could be some ref bias that's gone because the fans aren't uh, getting in their ear on that. So I'm I'm not ruling that out, but I'm also not making a big adjustment because home field took such a dip last year. I think I'm going to leave it about where it was last year. Mm-hmm. I don't think the – I mean, what's ref bias really worth? Is it going to be worth some huge amount anyway? Uh, you know, what were we talking, a half point here or there? I don't think it's going to be enough for me to make big changes to my handicap. So I'm going to – it's it's just like anything else. And as we talked about in the previews, we did talk a ton about uh, the things that we're looking for team by team. This is something I don't know about a team. I'm going to watch for it and find out. There's a lot of that just in the league in general and uh, ref bias at home, home team, you know, advantage, whatever you want to call it. That's uh, that's something I'm going to be definitely watching, especially over the first few weeks. You're not uh, a big some, uh, week one home field advantage guy, anyway, right? No, I mean it's it's not a thing. It's less it's less of a thing in week one, anyway. You do you do have a slight advantage for road teams in week one compared to later in the season. You can go pull those numbers up, and it's it's almost it's like three quarters of a point as far as week one being better uh, against the spread. Uh, just in general, road teams versus road teams over the entire sample size of the 16- or 17-week season, rather. And, yeah, I'm not afraid to take a road team in week one. I'm, I'm never afraid to take a road team, I guess, if I think the number's wrong. But in week one, I think they get a little extra bump being a road team because you don't have the the wear of the season. Right now, You they've done zero traveling. Now you haven't even had some, you know, 
semi-travel, whatever you want to call it, for preseason games. So everybody's been at home. The travel spots aren't bad. And the travel spots I took, it's like Pittsburgh to New York. That's, that's, not, a, that's not like some cross-country trip anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I'm not afraid to take a road team ever, but especially early in the season. I did take a, kind of a nasty one heading up to Denver. That's, that's something that's been out there. But I talked to somebody early about that. Maybe we'll get into that more when we get into that game. Yeah, let's save that. Save that. I, I do have a take on that once we get there. Okay. Well, you might have to wait until uh, Sunday's pod because we usually do Monday on Sunday. Oh, shit, yeah. Mm. yeah we'll, we'll, do a little, we'll do a little taste. We'll do a little tasty taste since you have a couple plays on Monday. Um, yeah. No, I mean, we, we can get into those whenever too. Yeah. Um, okay. I guess just in a, co- in a total vacuum, um, if, I, if I said um, how – I guess do you think this will be a completely neutral week? That there will effectively be zero home field advantage across the entire league this this week. No, it's never zero. There's still, tra- yeah. There, I mean, there's still travel. So if I gave but, you, I mean, okay, a lot okay, of these so travel, you- a lot of these travel spots is like, uh, I mean, what what, are, what do you think the worst travel spot on the board is? Seattle to Atlanta, probably Indy to Jacksonville. Yeah, I mean, it's I mean, just as far as like distance Indy to Jacksonville is not great Seattle, Seattle to Atlanta is the worst in terms of distance but even distance. Atlanta is not that far across the country it's like it's surprisingly west for being an east coast city yeah that's fair this the southeast isn't as far east as like the upper the eastern seaboard up there uh yeah like Tampa to New Orleans Vegas yeah. to Carolina is kind of far I guess actually even so even Charlotte's not even that far no. there, there's east, not a yeah. there's not like a real nasty travel spot there's not that's probably by design actually yeah because yeah yeah they weren't sure how it was going to the Bears to Detroit, pull yeah, it off. The, the whole NFC um, North playing each other. So, no, yeah. I, I I don't think uh, I don't think it's zero, but it, it's definitely as low as it was last year. Mm. So, in a total vacuum, if I gave you like road teams will win over eight games at plus one hundred, you're saying no bet because that's that's a fair line. It's probably fair. Yeah, okay. I did joke about that doing like a a super teaser with all the Sunday road teams. <laughs> that's a te- fun. Te- yeah. them all. I should that's take fun. over to whatever shop as a sweetheart. Round Robin season, man. Round Robin. Uh, they're, not all all win. Stuff. they're not all going to win. They're not all going to win. Okay. Well, how about uh, do you have a sense that uh, there will be more general chaos because of the lack of a, of a preseason? And the dogs, the dogs are, are barking this week. I don't want to say like chaos because there's a lot of closely lined games. There's a ton of games from three, but you know, I, I consider anything under three a coin flip. So yeah, I, okay, I think I think there'll be a ton of those games that uh, that go wrong. But not <laughs> so, like for this the isn't the kind of week where everyone's knocked out of their survivor pools week one. No, I, I have a hard time envisioning like the Jags or gosh, who's another big dog? Uh, the Cardinals are you know. We don't know a ton about how that offense is going to look with Hopkins yet, but they, you know, like if you think the Jags sneak it out as like a ten-point dog, or even tomorrow or tonight rather, you know, that open ten, ten and a half, that could be a survivor teaser leg that gets crushed. But it, you never know; those things always those things always happen in Week One. We joke about that every year. Um, pick one. Like who's who's the six or seven points or more 
who sneaks out a win because it always feels like it does happen. It happened against the Saints last year. Maybe it's the Saints. They're kind of a slow starter. They don't have they not don't a big have enough a, spread. Yeah, this it's year. not a big enough spread. But yeah, the Cardinals over the Niners, the Giants over the Steelers, Jags over Colts, Washington not, yeah. over Philly. I would be a little. I guess I'm a little worried can, about uh, can, a little worried about San Francisco because the injuries, maybe. Yeah, the injuries have kind of piled up a little. We'll get not, to that not, game. Like I'm not in love with Arizona, but they're going to be. We don't know what we're really going to see from them. Like there's been a lot of smoke out of camp, out of their camp as to what exactly that offense is going to look like, and I don't think we really know yet. Um, so if anyone surprises it, that that's probably at the top of my list. Washington beating Philly is also not crazy at all. No, for um, sure. I don't think the I don't think the Jets are alive. I don't think the the Jags are alive. I don't think the Giants are alive. Miami's live, but not not like just in the in the chaos sense, right? Like that like that line could you know our, our friend Lockie made this point when I was chatting with him. Like he was like this line could be minus thirteen or it could be pick them. Like I have no clue with these teams, you know. Like it's 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 just very tough to tell uh, how those two teams are going to come together given all the uh, off season changes. Um, I don't think Houston's alive. Um, and I do not think Cleveland is live to win, but I do think they're alive. They definitely have a cover. chance to cover. Yeah, and I play them to cover, and we'll get into that. In a bit. Yeah, let's, uh, um, let's talk about these games. games. Yeah, sneak into them. Let's do it, man. Um, Banner I don't night. Have a, I don't have a ton to say for the opening night, the Thursday. Banner game. night at Arrowhead. Yeah. Uh, I think, uh, you know, I always love seeing the news, you know, come across the wire uh, opening night is, you know, Kansas city will be hosting the banner. They will be playing blank. Um, and it's Houston and that's, Ooh, that's exciting. That was a playoff game last year. We get to see Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes, two of the four best quarterbacks in the NFL question mark. Definitely one of the best. <laughs> and the other one is in the top four. I think, um, that's exciting. Uh, I saw the opening line pop. Kansas City minus 10, and I thought, yeah, that's yeah, that's about right. Fair. <laughs> that's fair. Uh, I see the opening total. Um, it's in the high 50s. I mean, it's in, you know, it's in the, the low 50s. Yeah, that, that's fair. You see it steam up a little bit. Yeah, okay, that's not surprising. Um, a little surprised to see Houston take enough money that it's moved all the way down to nine. Um, I know who some people who have played that, and I know their cases, and they're, they're reasonable. Um, but... I don't know that I want anything to do with this specific bet because I think there is a, there is a very straightforward way you limit the damage when you play the Kansas City Chiefs. You play ball control. You run. You limit the number of drives that Kansas City even has. And when Kansas City's offense is on the field, you concede the run. You shorten the game. And you try to make Pat Mahomes you stay in the pocket. You prevent him from rolling out. Uh, and you have you put, uh, you know, five, six defensive backs out there so that you can, you know, try to match speed with speed and, um, you know, prevent uh, the home run, the back-breaking home run from, you know, ending the game quickly on you. Um, none of that speaks to the Houston strengths at all. No. Like, like none of it. Like none, none, none. Literally none of it. <laughs> so, but yeah, unless you're in love with you know Roby and Conley, and you think that's going to be a better coverage unit, a decent. Safety. Still, only two guys. Yes, yeah, you need like five. <laughs> you need, yeah, you need to have a good nickel corner, to and a good slot corner, and probably some good safeties, maybe a good off-ball linebacker. 
to to take care of this offense. And then, yeah, this is one where, yeah, obviously I'm passing. I leaned a little on the under, but that's a that's a ticklish situation, especially in an opening night with so many unknowns, uh, just because of what the game plan would be for Houston. And I'm not sure if their offense is good. So I guess I'll go with what I'm watching for in this game. And it's like, will David Johnson be any good in a new situation? He's shown to be a a top tier, top back. He's not that old yet. Will they be get some more miles out of him? And then what the, what the Casey secondary looks like altogether. Like those are the things I'm really going to keep an eye on for my adjustments for next week. Uh, Kansas City, I don't want to say like they luck boxed into having a good secondary, but, you know, they hit on Breland and Honey Badger was good. But, you know, we'll, we'll see what that looks like this season. Who did, They lost what? They lost Fuller. Yeah, they lost, no, could be big. Yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see what the secondary looks like this year. Against, uh, I mean, we haven't even mentioned his name. Watson's very good. Obviously, they lost uh, – pretty key piece but they filled it like i like how you put it they filled it with qual- quantity over quality they've got you know it's not like they're bad receivers so this could be a decent passing offense and that's another reason i did stay off this over i'm just i want to see what the secondary looks like for kc this week i want to see how david johnson does and really really want to see if this passing offense has some legs after um we lose nuke to yeah unfortunately we may not see cooks so it may be yeah i know that yeah it may just be it may be the uh, will fuller um the will Will fuller randall cobb randall cobb show daniel feld's show uh which is a lot less scary on paper i have to say um not that i'm like in love with cooks like will fuller's probably a little bit better player that does the exact same thing but, but <laughs> so, it, well but it, yeah. it's a unit like yeah right yeah, exactly you, you can, need to yeah. see the entire unit together because they do play yeah. differently when certain players are yeah in. but i can tell you what else kansas city's pass rush doesn't scare me at all uh and houston's offensive line is pretty damn strong so you're gonna get you're gonna get a ton of opportunity for deshaun watson to do some great things offensively in this game um and as mentioned the key matchup which is what is, what is happening when kansas city's offense is on the field versus houston's defense really only one game breaking player in JJ Watt Um, he's going up against a very strong offensive lineman in Mitchell Schwartz and even when he does break through and make a play he's just going to be chasing Pat Mahomes out of the pocket to the side he likes to roll to uh, and he is going to hit home runs down the field to the likes of Tyreek Hill and Mercole Hardman and Robinson and everyone and Kelsey like it's just a it's a embarrassment of riches for this uh, passing offense in Kansas City and they're going to put up points and they're going to put pressure on Houston and if they don't cover it's because Houston backdoors or something like that um, flashback real quick before we move off this game you were awful confident in this over when they played in the uh, in the month of January it was pre-COVID but it wasn't that long ago no confidence in this over you're leaning under yeah, um, could you have two different, more different situations as far as a playoff game and a week one opener? Not only no. the, the cold opener, yeah, it's it's such a different situation. And yeah, and Nuke's gone. Uh, the I think I know a lot less about these teams than I did then. But yeah, it's completely kind of situational. Obviously, I I didn't see the eighty point game coming. I hoped it was coming because I played some results. Which R I R I P five dimes. I'm gonna have to find a new place to play alts at. I oh guess. my god, you just Nit- made Nitro- me so sad. I know oh, nitro-, no. nitro doesn't have nearly as good a price 
on that sort of stuff. But yeah, Damn. it's completely different situation. And uh, you know, I said I'm passing on it because I'm scared being just uh, the two offenses we possibly might see. This game could fly over. Truthfully, I hope it does from an entertainment standpoint. And uh, we'll be interesting to see what certain people are betting in the second half of that game tomorrow. Ooh, ooh interesting. That's us. That's us. Interesting. Alrighty, let's move to Sunday. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Morning game. Let's start down. Let's start, let's start up in Foxborough. Okay. Uh, we got a new quarterback up there. His name is Cam Newton. And this could go in a lot of different directions, I think. Uh, we've talked in the offseason about how he is a great fit for the New England offense in terms of scheme. Uh, but we still have not had any proof in the form of video or a game film that shows us he's healthy. <laughs> Which means yeah. uh, I was inclined to strike this game uh, on the schedule, not bet it in any way, shape, or form, just on the basis of who the hell knows. Uh, you combine that with the fact that Miami is bringing in a unit that is so different than anything we have ever seen them take. It's the like a friend. It's, it's, it's like, like an expansion br- team. That's a great comp. Great comp. Great it's comp. It's like a whole new team. Yeah. <laughs> it is like a whole new team. Uh, and potentially maybe their best player and to is not even taking the field. So it's uh, it, it seems like a fair number at a touchdown. Um, I get it. If you can, you know, if you, if you feel like, uh, you know, the continuity is going to be a problem for Miami. Uh, you want to take a swing on, you know, Belichick, who's, you know, proven himself to be an absolute master uh, of preparing a team that he's going to be more ready than Brian Flores and all of his new new parts. Uh, I'm fine li- listening to that. Um, the New England defense uh, has turned over so many off-ball linebackers. My gut is telling me that Mike Gusecki has an all-time day. He's probably my... Uh, my week one uh, fantasy star that I'm looking Ooh, out for. Oh, we're doing that. I didn't <laughs> Think about who you're going to call out. Yeah, it's um, not Deshaun Watson this year. It's no, it's not. It's uh, not Deshaun Jackson. Yeah. Or Desha- Deshaun Watson, yeah. Yeah. Wrong um, Deshaun. Jackson's still playing, I think, right? Uh, oh, for sure. How effective he's going to be. Um, but yeah, no, Gusecki's got a hell of a nice matchup against this New England defense who has lost like their top four off, off-ball linebackers. Um, and I think to the degree that Miami has a bad offensive line, um, it's going to be, in, in, you know, it's going to be important that, uh, that Fitzpatrick pulls the trigger quickly, gets the yeah. ball out quickly. He's going to have uh, some safety blanket. I think, I think I'm looking for Gusecki Rex over. Of Rex instead of Rex's. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to say. It's hard to say the abbreviation the right way. Um, yeah, if you want to say, hey, Andy, what you just talked about in the last game, there's uncertainty that you can't figure and you can't handicap enough, so you're skipping it. Like Without getting into anything on New England's side or anything we've mentioned, just the fact that Fitzpatrick's playing is almost enough to keep me off this game. Because he's a mixed bag. You never know what you're going to get. I don't know what his motivation is right now. Knowing, I mean, he's, I think he could see, uh, you know, Rosen is a project. Granted, that's where he was drafted high enough, but he's been cast off once. I can play over this guy. Where Tua is legitimately probably the face of the franchise going forward. So it's hard to say where his head's at, you know, as far as just, balling out and playing like he's been known to. So I, I usually wipe Fitzpatrick games right off the board. You got the a tragedy thing. angle. 
yeah, you get the tragedy angle. <laughs> I don't want to play strict on that. But yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to watching this game, seeing how Cam fits. Because yeah, the ceiling is Cam is a marked upgrade over Tom Brady. That's our ceiling. Yes. Our floor is his foot ain't right, his shoulder ain't right, and this is a burn down the franchise disaster where you know Stidham's starting at some point. So I'm very interested to see what happens there. And then, yeah, there's too many things to list about Miami that I'm looking for as they've replaced most of the team, lots of free agent signings, tons of draft picks. And I mean, you're right. They just didn't, they still didn't have enough. There's so many holes. They didn't really get to the offensive line completely. That's going to be a bit of an issue. It'd be interesting to see, you know, we've had our, We've had our worries about the Patriots' pass rush over the years. They all seem to figure it out eventually. I don't think it's going to be something that's going to be good from the get-go. So maybe it won't be a huge problem right away. I think Miami might be able to stay in this game if they can get anything going on the offense. So it'll be it'll be a good one to watch and kind of get your bearings on a lot of things. But, yeah, hard pass from Andy. Yep, yep, yep. Um... What do you think the uh, Gaseki Rex is going to be? Four and a half? Is that too low? Am I dreaming? I have no idea where it would be priced. I don't do player props enough. Yeah, That's I don't intense. either. All right, well, uh, I'll keep my eye open for that. I'll one. have to look at. I'll have to go look at his historic targets. Cle- I mean, my cards are kind of light overall, so I'm gonna I'm gonna dance around on some small stuff like that just for fun. Let's move down to divisional. Um, battle i'm gonna actually go so far as to say this is the game of the morning do you disagree let me look at the other noon games so we had the one we just spoke of i'm gonna watch more of this game Bills. than i watch of any other game in the world oh, yeah, yeah. so yeah you have you have a game with the jets you have a game with the panthers you have the falcons game yeah this is it it certainly is not chicago detroit you can make an argument Jags. that Green Bay, Minnesota means a lot, but I, I, the way, I don't think that's going to play out very fun to watch. No, that'll, <laughs> that'll be like the Fox. That might be the, the big one for Fox. Yeah. Maybe Atlanta, Seattle. But, yeah, this definitely the AFC game of the early time. And, uh, yeah. Especially the, the expectations that have been put on the Browns the past couple of years. New coach, new look, still got two legitimate receivers, a quarterback who's shown flashes. You know, washing away the kitchens era and insteps. I'm I'm high on him because I think what he did under a, an oppressive Zimmer was impressive, and the Stefanski era might be good. I hate yeah. to get Cleveland fans' hopes up, but cautiously optimistic. They're, yeah, about they're, the they're, used, they're used to it. Yeah. So, I took the points here. Um, Cleveland and Baltimore is an interesting matchup on a lot of levels. Um, my general handicap here from a, just from a neutral power rating standpoint is, um, there are about six points that separate this, these teams. I don't give Baltimore much of a home field advantage in this spot. So I was willing to take any number greater than seven. And I saw an eight and a half this morning and I was like, man, I can't believe this is still eight and a half. I'm, I'm in, I'm in, I'm done. I'm in Cleveland eight and a half. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm riding. It's moved a little bit. It's all over the board, actually. Yeah, uh, this one is. I don't get that at all. Like, this isn't like a weird, you know, they're playing with um, the number for long teaser purposes. Um, yeah, I mean, are. yeah, they they, uh, they can they can be because six gets you to two or two and a half. 
Um, so it, it kind of is in that teaser zone. And I will say I thought about it for a second, but I'm, I'm respectful enough of, like I said, I think Stefanski with the, the pieces are here to be a good team. Like it might just be a coach away from being a playoff team and a good playoff team. So I think I was leaning more towards laying the eight or taking the eight than teasing Baltimore down. I went other ways with my teaser. I I don't think Baltimore is at a huge risk of losing this outright, but I I think this might end up being – I think the odds of it being a very close game are bigger than this odds of it being a blowout. So I, yes, I lean I, with I, you there. It's a, it's a definite hard lean. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, the only outcome I'm generally scared of is Baltimore, what, you know, wire to wire domination, and I just don't see it in this. Um, Cleveland has upgraded their tackle situation um, just in terms of talent, uh, which is awesome. I think that's going to make a huge difference. Uh, they have redundancy at wide receiver, tight end, run, running back now, uh, so they can withstand injuries at all those positions. Uh, offensive scheme is just such a better fit for Baker Mayfield in terms of his current form and what he can do. Yeah. So it's, you know, and, you know, and you got to tip your hat to Baltimore. Like they, uh, they didn't skip a beat really, you know, like they, they lost Earl Thomas, which actually might be pretty important from from a coverage standpoint. Um, But they, you know, and they, and they didn't really, I mean, um, he did need some double team help here and there. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a, it's a three, debatable. That was a like, I, joke. <laughs> oh Jesus! Oh, right <laughs> over my head. Yeah, no, right you, over missed, my head. you missed it. I thought I that was pretty, that, that was pretty good. I was like, I was trying to think. I was like, he mostly just struggled against the run. I don't remember him. Yeah, no, that, yeah, one. he's not a corner. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. That's him where, that's where a it was a bit. Of, it was a bit yeah. of a reach. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but yeah, the uh, in general, you know, they have some offensive uh, corner, you know, amazing cornerbacks in Baltimore. They have a pass rushing scheme that's relies heavily on the blitz. But uh, I think that can largely be neutralized with what we expect to see from Cleveland from an offensive, you know, you know, an offensive game plan standpoint. Um, so I'm not especially concerned about uh, Baltimore just putting the clamps down and keeping Cleveland into like the teens here. I think Cleveland's going to score. I think there's going to be a little bit of back and forth here. And I, I, this is something I haven't brought up yet. And I'm curious your take on like, be, feel free to call bullshit on this. Um, Baltimore is one of these teams that I feel like benefited substantially from taking the preseason very seriously every year. Like the last couple of seasons, they came in week one and they were sharp as can be. They lit the world on fire against the Bills two years ago and they burned the Miami Dolphins to the ground on the road last year. Like they absolutely come in sharp because they take the preseason super seriously. John Harbaugh is like one of the best against the spread coaches in the preseason we've ever seen. In it's one of those things that everybody knows about and they still cover. They still cover. You can't make, yeah, at any price. Yeah. It's, it's insane. But, and I, and I honestly, like last year, it took me until we saw a couple of Baltimore first unit offenses on the field and saw what they were trying to do and saw how dominant Lamar Jackson was before I kind of solidified my opinions that holy smokes, they are going to be awesome this year. Right. Like it, I had to see it to believe it really. Yeah, that and, first, that first week was like, Oh shit. Well, not even the first in the re- first yeah, week one of the regular season it was, but he, I'm saying in the preseason, like a oh, yeah. couple of the hot couple of hot clips that they had the first team offense out there. It was like, these guys are going to be on soccer. I know. I remember that and thinking like, God, 
am I doing? You, you get in your head. Like it's easy to say that now, and I, I, I know I'm, I'm not like saying, oh, it's easy for you to say that now. But when you get in your head in that in the preseason, you're like, man, am I, am I overreacting? Is this? And then you start checking like who's on the field. Like, are these even good players on the field? Is it just backups making them look good? But yeah, I mean, you're right. From the get go, it's like this is this is gonna work. Yeah, and I think there's a possibility that the opposite is true, and that without a preseason and without taking it super seriously and without getting their reps that they may be a little rusty coming out of the gate here um and you know the cleveland defense is going to be missing some important pieces in the past defense from an injury standpoint it's worth acknowledging that like yes i'm scared that if you know lamar jackson is throwing crisp balls and you know marquise brown and and boinkins are you know running unchecked down the field uh with you know 10 yard cushions like it's gonna not feel great if baltimore is hitting home runs on this team early and often then cleveland has to play catch up i'm not gonna feel great about that i think a game state where they trade punches and this goes back and forth and it's decided in the fourth quarter is the you know is a much more comfortable game state as holding a plus eight and a half ticket that's not breaking news obviously it's not shocking revelation really um but uh it, it i still think it's going to take a little bit of actual real game speed uh before these guys are perfectly clicking offensively and um you know the cleveland's defense outside of the you know the injury you know the m- missing players in the past in the defensive secondary you know they've got some talent there and they should be able to uh you know to to keep this from getting out of control and really that's all you're looking for if you're holding the plus eight and a half i think baltimore still wins um but uh, this being a divisional matchup um i feel like a schmuck now using that as a crutch like it's a divisional game it's going to be tight yeah that, but that... like th- Cleveland, Baltimore play each other tight. Like if you're going to give me eight points between these two teams and I just, you know, their familiarity is there. Like these players know each other well. Like there's not enough new pieces on either side of the ball that, that there's, you know, going to be some, you know, t- you know, learning curve in terms of how to approach, you know, a game like this. And, well, they get, they get the first crack at showing what defensive coordinators have been spending all off season doing. Great point. To, to neutralize. And, you know, because everything's move, counter move, chess, you know, they are going to be the first defense and they have some good defensive players to say, all right, Lamar got the league last year. He showed us and maybe the first person truly was Tennessee because they had a nice game plan. But they, you know, as far as this year's goes, they get to say, hey, here's our counter move to what you did with Lamar last year. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it's not so, there's Baltimore not an obvious there's not an obvious counter move uh you know it's not there's not a perfect counter move really um but uh i do I, yeah i do think i do think cleveland keeps this competitive and um i think those are all fair points it's yeah, not my card, favorite play on the card it made it, it made it, my, it it made my lean list I'll, i guess i'll mention when i had an almost play but yeah anything over seven and a half feels like a it's fat uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a bit thick. I make it about seven and a half. Okay, okay, okay. But the, again, that's raw numbers, and it's hard to trust those right off the bat, week one. Yep, for sure. I think to some degree, last year's uh, last year's Browns season opener was such an embarrassment. Like they had so much pressure on them. They were talked up so much in the we, preseason. We were we had so much fun. Baker with that. Rafe, we had, oh yeah. We had Baker over interceptions. And he, he goes out there and just boom, boom, just stinks it up. It was, oh, it, it, was would, awesome. yeah, but, it was yeah, but yeah. Now was. now you're on the road. Now you're going up against uh, you know the team that uh, 
um, you know, the team that dominated your division two-time defending division champion. I believe Cleveland was one of two teams that beat Baltimore in the regular season last year. How about that? How the other was Kansas. Know. The other was Kansas City. Um, <clears throat> Jets, Buffalo Bills. I have nothing on this game. Uh, this is the Jets' defense is so poor that they might make Josh Allen look good. The Jets' offense is up in for an absolute uh, nightmare of a matchup against this Buffalo defense, which is clearly top DM. five in the league. Yeah. Um, am I? Were we stupid for not thinking harder about laying six and a half with the Bills here? I mean, yeah. I didn't. I did I really didn't even look at this game, and it's mostly just because I, I don't love Buffalo enough ever to really want to lay almost a touchdown with them. But they have the clear matchup advantage in every way here, don't they? Yeah, uh, somebody brought. I'm going to find it. Uh, Raul Duke money line. I think that's the area. Is he? Oh, great name. That. Yeah, he uh, he had a discussion with me this morning about he wants to play the under. He wants to play the alt under. And I'm like, you know, what are you basing that off of? He's like, I don't think the Jets score. And he said, I said, do you like Jets team total under? And I mean, it's like sixteen and a half. That's embarrassing. He he found an alt like he's I think he's gonna play under thirteen and a half on an alt number on the team total for the Jets. Honestly, not a crazy not a crazy move because it'd be a shutout. It, it's it in play. A, a shutout is in play. The Jet yeah if you can bet, bet like soccer bet uh, Buffalo wins to nil. Yeah, maybe that, that's, <laughs> that's both play. teams to score no. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, just with the, yeah with the upheaval on the offense. And playing such a tough defense right off the bat, it's going to be tough for the Jets to get this offense going. So, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I, I lean under. I lean Bills. I lean Jets team total under. It just this is an ugly game. I don't want to watch nor play. I don't love laying that many points with the team. I'm still unsure of with uh, the quarterbacks at the quarterback. Okay. okay. And it's not like the Jets' rush defense was terrible last year. In fact, it was very good. So if they're going to f- force the issue and make uh, Allen throw it could be a tighter game than we think it could be a really ugly game yeah I don't even think I'm going to learn anything about these two teams that's going to change my opinion on either one <laughs> also even if we you know even if something crazy happens um, but uh, yeah no I think that's a uh, that's that's one that's going to be easy skip in terms of viewing pleasure Vegas so, taking on the Carolina Panthers um, you want to start you want you want to tee this one up yeah played it it's like we talked about. We kind of almost covered this already early in the in our intro or whatever you want to call it, or our opening montage. It was easy to fade Carolina at a lower number. I ended up betting this at like Vegas one and a half early because <laughs> I, I made it like three and a half four. I just, I mean, it was just like the wrong number. I still think of properly priced, not properly like. Uh, a cheap three is worth playing. I ended up playing it, going on vacation, forgetting to post it. Felt like a shithead saying, yeah, I played Vegas minus one and a half. You can't bet that anymore, though. <laughs> past so posting I, Andy. Yeah, so, so I, I sold it course. out. To, I, 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 I looked, What's that called? What's that called when you uh... – Being a scumbag? I don't yeah, know. Being scumbag a shit, Andy. Scum, it's, it's a bad move by, like, yeah. the touts poll. Oh, here's a number that was available. It's called a Zilbert. Here's a number that – Here's a number that was available for like four minutes at Paradise, like you know, when you, when everyone was sleeping, 
And I, that's what I played. It's the best lines possible. And it it's turns not out the best. Bad, it turns out it's bad karma to do that. So do not do that. Yeah. And it wasn't even the best number. I know some people who have bet the Raiders <laughs> at a dog price on the yeah. early, early, early opener. It was very off. I will not say I like the Raiders, but there are certain things I don't mind about the Raiders. And there's almost nothing to like about Carolina outside of the running back, which doesn't help a team if they are down, if they do get down early. This one might get away from them. It's, yeah, numbers play, even traveling. Again, the travel doesn't matter as much to me in a week one. The Raiders have some decent parts. They made some additions to the secondary. I think they have a good line. Derek Carr has a few pieces. Waller's great. We'll see what the rookie looks like. Uh, Renfro is still – he's still there. I guess he, he's not a bad slot receiver. So I, I think this offense can be okay, and I think it's going to be a bad Carolina defense. The game script is, you know, you get out to an early lead and you just never look back. It's not like a blowout, but it's never really in doubt of covering the three. It's kind of where I envision this. I just I, – I can't imagine a scenario where this is a close game for for big stretches of it. I think uh, – I think the number was markedly wrong when it was under a field goal. Maybe a field goal's right. You know, I wouldn't go laying minus one twenty to get the field goal or anything. So yeah. if you're if you're late to the party on that, maybe skip it. But it was a definite hard play for me. Yeah, I'm I'm with you in that I got in early on this and didn't say anything about it. So that's I know I, I need to be um, better about that. Over let's, the but let me ask you this though, because I've come around to I think there's a second way to bet this game, and I think it's the over forty seven. Uh, 47 and a half, excuse me, over 47 and a half, I think is a bettable number. And I, cause, cause I do agree, um, that the Vegas is the better side here and that they will prevail ultimately. Um, but you bring up some fair points. Christian McCaffrey is a fine offensive weapon. He's going to have his moments in this game. He's going to, you know, he's going to be able to break a couple plays. He can hit a couple home runs here. Yeah, that uh, should be your you game know. plan. That's yeah. your offensive game plan. Let's yeah, Teddy, him. Teddy Bridgewater is a serviceable quarterback. Like the Carolina Panthers offensive line is not great, but there's nothing about the Vegas defense that scares me at all. Like this Vegas defense isn't pitching a no. shutout. Clellan like, Farrell is not, did not turn out to be, you know, he's a first round pick. But he had, he didn't really show it last year, so uh, that would be like the big surprise for Raiders fans if he turned out pretty good in year two, and then I think the defense would be a lot better if that yeah. turned out. I think Vegas is bringing a below average defense to the to the uh, to the park, and I think Carolina, um, you know, they're they're going to show us something. Uh, Matt Rule and and Joe Brady, there's no way to prepare for what they're going to do, right? Like there's going to be some surprise element to what they do offensively. They could have some uh, success. I can entirely see them getting to 20 points here. Um, the thing is that I can entirely see Vegas getting to 30 points. <laughs> and that's yeah. kind of why I'm interested in this over 47 and a half. Um, and I also think it's a safe, it, it was a safe play on the money line. It was a safe play at minus one, minus two, minus two and a half even because Vegas is going to be able to run the ball down Carolina's throat for the entirety of the fourth quarter. They'll be up two scores and they can put this game away with ease. And uh, I say that with confidence because Carolina's run defense is absolutely abysmal. Carolina's pass defense isn't all that great either, but their run defense is especially vulnerable. Um, I don't know how many times they're going to be able to force Vegas into positions where they have to punt or kick field goals. I think this is a touchdowns kind of game. Um, and uh, I'm looking at this over 47 and a half, uh, like it's coming on my card. Uh, would, can you talk me out of it? Like, 
Can you make any case that Carolina doesn't get to 20 points in this? No, especially if, if my script plays out and, you know, maybe Oakland's up by 10, 15 points late. Like, it's the ultimate. And why would you pack it in if you're Carolina? You have so little continuity. You don't know where your team's at. You're not going to be a good team. You know that. Why not just keep – you don't pull the starters at any point. You, no way. You get are some reps. You get are some, absolutely oh, ab- yeah. trying to try stuff out, get some reps. Garbage points could be high in this one just based on that alone. So, yeah, I don't mind that at all. Yep. Okay. All right. Let's go on the card. Um, putting it in the queue. The I'll talk about this one a little bit, and I struggled hard to really wrap my head around what to expect in this one. Seattle goes to Atlanta. We have another reunion between Dan Quinn and his old mentor, uh, Pete Carroll. These, this is a matchup of two of my least favorite coaches on good teams otherwise. <laughs> and I can entirely see why they lined this at Seattle minus two. Not really giving much of a home field advantage to Atlanta here. My power numbers have this two and a half. Um, and, you know, I can see getting involved in a Seattle play here, uh, expecting that they're going to be able to eke this one out with a field goal. Um, Seattle's upgraded their defensive backfield substantially this offseason. Uh, it should be a, that should be the funnest, most fun matchup to keep your eyes on in this game. Uh, Seattle secondary versus Atlanta's wideouts is going to be a hell of a that is going to be a hell uh, of a of a matchup to watch. And um, Atlanta's defense, on the other hand, is they're not too shabby themselves either. Um, what I stared at the longest and thought about the hardest and eventually passed on was the under forty nine. Tell sell me this pen. Yeah, it was 49 and a half when I bet it, and I'm <laughs> sitting here happy. With Look at you with your half a point of closing. Oh, line, God, right? I was talking to our friend, our German, sexy German voice, Suma, about this. I said, it's it's back. The NFL's back now because I'm getting some closing line value, and it feels so good. <laughs> like you just, It's that warm, fuzzy feeling. The market is in agreement with you. You're not getting the worst, and, and you just you didn't get a bad number. So if it's moving, you're not getting the worst of the number, at least. So, uh, yeah, uh, you already hit on it. I think Seattle's defense will be better. It kind of it's gotten worse. I think you can even prove this out with like maybe just DVOA from the Legion of Boom year. It's gotten like worse every year. I think we're in a what do we say a V shaped a V shaped recovery. V shaped recovery. Yeah, we're in a V shaped. <laughs> I think I think it's going to be better than last year. We still have some pretty good linebackers. Like you said, they added some secondary pieces. It's going to be a good defense. And I think the same can be said for the other side. We just haven't seen it flesh its way out for a couple years because there's been just mass cluster injuries on the defensive side for Atlanta. I think it's a much better defense than we probably are going to be accustomed to over the last couple years based off the not only cluster or – early but injuries to very important pieces at like all three levels so a healthy Atlanta defense is good and not only you know the health but once Quinn gave up uh, defensive play calling let Morris take over it, it was better towards the end of the season so and the team in general I think I think that was a good move by him as much as I hate Dan Quinn say something nice about him I think that's smart sometimes to delegate like a lot of teams do. They have coordinators for a reason. Let someone else call the defense. So I think the defense will be good on both sides. Just 
you know, based on the rosters and the, the coaching. I think you have some good pieces in place there. And like you said, it's kind of strength on strength with Julio and Ridley uh, against a good secondary for Seattle. Same thing goes for the other side. It's strength on strength as far as uh, you've got a coach who just wants to run <laughs> versus versus yeah. maybe – the clock. I don't know what you want to say about that. So it's yeah. You, your worst case, common sense. Yeah. I think worst case for the Sunder is Atlanta leads late because then Russ, that's when they finally yeah. do let Russ, you let Russ cook when you're down like, Oh shit, we need to do what we should have been doing all game and let's let him throw. Yeah. So disaster, um, disaster for the Sunder is, um, 24, 14. Uh, as you go into the fourth quarter. Yeah. And Seattle Russell, leading. Russell scores two touchdowns and wins 28-24. Seattle leading early. Seattle leading into the half will be beautiful because then then I absolutely would love to see, you know, Carroll take it back to 1996, <laughs> just pound the rock with all his running backs, his stables. That's uh, hopefully what we're going to see here. So, yeah, I'm, I'm leaning Seattle, obviously, just with my game script. I hope Seattle is ahead. And yeah, 49 and a half was a lie. I made it less than 49. Okay. I want to say it was like 47 something <clears throat> I added it. Yeah, this is a key number. So that's fair. I mean, you're, 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 yeah, it's, it's a fair play. Under 49 is a, is a fair play. Um, I'm not going to play it. I don't, I just, this, these two teams are so close that I can see this going, you know, they, this can go in trading punts or trading scores in the fourth quarter. Or overtime. And, yeah, or overtime. You took the words right out of my mouth. Um, okay. Yeah. No. I, but I think I, I think you made a good play. Um, you want to uh, tee up uh, Eagles football team? Eagles football team. Yeah. This is. Uh, uh, we need like drops. We need a noise for upset special. I, I don't really fully believe that, but we're we're either going to look smart or foolish on thinking Washington will be a decent team this year. And I guess we still – we did qualify. It's not like we're – oh, Washington's a playoff team. God, maybe we did say that. But we like a lot of things about this defense. Well, I think what we said was they're going to be in the mix on that Thanksgiving game against the Cowboys, you know? Like yeah, they'll the, be in the hunt. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we said. When, yeah. when they show yeah. that infographic and they say, who's still alive? And Washington will be somewhere at the bottom like, well – mathematically Washington can still make the playoffs. That's pretty wild. It's, it's like week 12. What are we doing here? And then, you know, they won't because the schedule's tough and they still have a lot of holes. We still need to see more Haskins Haskins in a situation where he's not just getting hosed by the coaching staff. We talked about that a lot in the preview, how he got thrown into bad situations against great pass rushes. Uh, hopefully the offensive line is not terrible. I'm not super hopeful for that right now. This is they're like a year behind Miami, maybe because they still need a ton of pieces as well. But yeah. a lot of nice pieces there on offense. McLaurin, uh, DFS and fantasies, poster boy Gibson, who's kind of a receiver at sometimes too. Um, he's he's exciting. They have some injuries now. I think Candy Golden has a concussion. But, I mean, it's kind of a hodgepodge here. You're going to see a lot of people playing that you might not know, if, especially if you didn't watch Washington's games. And I, I'm not saying like you. I'm saying me. There's going to be some receivers <laughs> here that I haven't heard of as I, as I flip over to this game. So, um, but, yeah, on the other side of the ball, pretty hopeful. Chase Young, he's our defensive rookie of the year pick. He's the chalk. He should he's get three sacks in this one. He is going to be going up against – 
a beleaguered offensive line, if beleaguered for years. They've had some great pieces, just can't keep it all together. I mean, Sweat, Kerrigan, even the linebackers, they got a nice safety. Collins, there's some new pieces in the secondary on the outside, and I mean, Fuller probably in the slot. But at the same time, you know, we shit on teams for continuity. Not a ton here, especially new coaches. Ron Rivera going through his health issues, which at the same time he does have Jack Del Rio and Scott Turner have some experience in their positions and Jack Del Rio as a head coach <clears throat> and, a, you know, pretty good defensive player in his own right back when he played. So there's some people that can step up if Rivera is missing some time with his health issues. At you know, at the same time, it's it's not a team we're picking to win a ton of games. It'll be a fun team. It'll be a fun defense. I'm I'm not playing this because I have so many question marks around them. If this was seven, I'd play it. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I you, you can see there's been movement in the right direction in both side and total. Yep. You know, and I wasn't part of that movement, so. I'm not going to bet a bad number and we're going to watch this game. It's going to be ugly. Uh, side went from minus seven down to minus six. It's minus five and a half. I, place I hope it rains. For, yeah. The total is 45. It's been bet down to 42 and a half. Again, that's completely reasonable. There's some 42s out there. There's some it's 42s still, out there. Um, again, and I also, I wouldn't even consider taking Washington at six or six and a half, uh, but there, there are some questions injury wise. You know, I, I don't, we don't know for sure if Lane Johnson's going to be out, but he's banged up. We don't know for sure what the role they have in store for Miles Sanders is going to be, but he's kind of the only warm body in that backfield, in my opinion. Um, Jonathan Allen on the defensive line for the Washington football team. I would like to know for sure that he's playing. Um, but I have high hopes that uh, a fully healthy uh-huh. D line for Oops. Washington takes the field and that we get a couple of sacks in the uh, the Chase Young defensive rookie of the year run. Yeah, we, starts, we need to uh, start. We'll, we'll, we'll start. We'll start announcing his sacks every week as we go. <laughs> if they win this game, uh, there'll be some highlights because you know, guess what? Like Carson Wentz hasn't been fully healthy for all of camp. He's missed a lot of camp as himself and. Um, you know, there's, there's for sure going to be, he's going to be under duress. I have a tough time thinking he's going to be his normal mobile self dynamic playmaker. Some of his weapons in the passing game are hurting. Like there is a who's who of injuries and question marks uh, in terms of offensive uh, outputs. So yeah. But like, yeah, like you said, we missed the numbers. It's, it's good to think about the moves though. Yeah, um, I'm trying. I'm trying to like, think. Like, are I'm they explainable? Like, who bet these and why? Yeah, it, right? it's good to know. Like, look at the openers and look where they moved, especially in week one, to get a feel for influential money in the market and what they think of some of the openers. It's, especially the ones you didn't bet, you can kind of get a feel for where you should be tightening things up and where you should be looking at going forward. So it's still, even though we didn't bet it and we missed it, and we, you can glean some information from it going yep, forward. I think so too. And I think the information is right, which is that our gut of Washington was a little bit underrated from a power number standpoint is correct. Um, and it's because their defense is good and the totals come down. So, yeah, I mean, like it's, it's kind of speaking to what we believe about this team heading into the season. Both rookie of the years in this game hurts and mm. hurts. And uh, mm. it's Let's funny just... that someone needs to get hurt for hurts to play. <laughs> it is. Hurts needs not rooting for that. I got yelled at enough when, uh, 
Oh, who was it? Oh, when, Cl- when Clowney put his shoulder into it. Ooh, that's joke. bad I joked about. Yeah. I joked about Clowney trade paid off. <laughs> All right. Well, <clears throat> another one where there was explainable live line movement, and again, I was I was no part of this, but I could tell it was coming. Um, in May, when they released Week One, I saw some places, some legal shops in the U.S. open Chicago as a small favorite. And this one, yeah. and it's gotten bet heavily in the direction of Detroit to where they are now minus three. They're not giving you a very, if you're willing to lay the three, they'll give you a fair price. Uh, they'll give you plus a hundred plus. Were you scared about having a great number in a Detroit game in week one again? Was that yes, part of it? I was. Uh, and, and I'm honestly looking at the Chicago number. And if this Detroit, you know, if this Detroit love continues to, roll like snowball downhill and on some point over the weekend we see three and a half does that entice you to take the bears are you out all the other they still there's still some question marks with a couple have you ever done that by the way have you ever been had had a had a lean see the number go see it go so far beyond where you even thought it was fair value that you wanted to come back and be the buyback have you ever been the buyback in the nfl yeah I've, I've mentioned that to somebody. I said, you know, usually I bet early, but there's times where it's like, hey, this number's right, and people are. Oh no, I'm saying I, I'm. I'm oh, going on my even own. On, oh, like I think the numbers. I, I I agree with side A. Yes. Side A gets the piss bet out of it, and it goes so far where I see value on the other side. Have you yeah, ever done that? It, it's you rare. Ever the like, it's you so need, like, hard to do it. It's you need like so a five hard. point move, and some of that's heuristics and sure. your your own mind because it's like. Man, I like Detroit. Like, no, you didn't like Detroit. <laughs> you you like Detroit at this number. Yeah. yeah. So it, it's something hard. It's maybe hard to get your head around, but I get what you're saying. It takes a big move for that, obviously, because I like. I'm I'm a little more risk averse. I need I need a lot of value on a side before I bet it, and so you need a big move to go from value on one side to value on the other, and those moves are kind of few and far between i think can i pitch you the winning play if you haven't already made a bet on the lines oh tell me what it is lines team total over yeah that's probably it detroit's not winning this game because of their defense chicago we might see we might see mac and quinn questionable or out yeah, that's where I'm saying. <laughs> that, 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 maybe that's the move with those two out. So you're you're talking 20, 23. It's 23 right now. Detroit's going to score 23 uh, with, you know, with uh, Chase Daniels. Maybe that's our, that's our sneaky podcast-only bet. Because <laughs> okay. you will not see Just this the on the – hardcore sp- listeners. You won't only see this on Twitter. This. You won't see this on – I won't even put this in my spreadsheet. I actually – I smaller bet, and I like you know these, what? This is podcast-only bet. I like these bets. You know why? Because if we do put a tweet out about it, come. if we do put a tweet out about it, if we do put, like, tracking on that sort of thing, like, it gets steamed before I can get the bet size down I want on these sort of things. Do you know what I mean? Um, like, I got to wait till Friday to really make this bet to get a bet on a team total, you know, a team total that I like. You got to wait a pretty long time. Uh, but I think – I think that if you haven't already gotten Detroit, um, but you agree with what's happening with the market, I think their team total over is the right way to attack it. Yep. Podcast only sneaky bet. Okay. Congrats. Yep. 
Well, don't congratulate you. It didn't win yet. Yeah, well, we'll talk about but it. It will. Week. And only the podcast listeners that got that information can high five us. Uh, you want? Do you want to handicap this next guy? Next guy? Who's the guy? Colts Jags. Oh, I teased the Colts. So there is to it. Uh, the Jaguars <laughs> right up there with Carolina. You know, we mentioned them in the same breath a lot. It's a messy situation. It's reminiscent of Miami last year, but without the guidance of, you know, a plan. They're just jettisoning everything, throwing throwing the deck chairs off, uh, making trade. They traded Ngakwe to Minnesota. They're releasing Fournette. You know, this is full tank mode. There's no reason to believe this will be a competitive team in very many games this year. The roster is really rough. This is a big number to lay on the road, though. I mean, you're talking eight, nine points for a road team with a quarterback who's never played a snap with this team yet. That said, it's still a teasable number on a terrible, a terrible team. So <laughs> I did I did play the team. I couldn't resist it. You know, as far as favorites to tease down between this and Baltimore, I take Colts every time. Oh, absolutely agreed. I, yes. the, the, the difference is, it's almost impossible. to. Yeah. Like, just, well, I mean, just think of the ceiling of how good Cleveland could be with their roster. If yeah. all of a sudden it clicks compared to what's the ceiling for Jacksonville. Like, honestly, the way this teaser loses is it's a disaster on the Colts side. And it's tough to envision that with just the offensive line, which is such a, you know, nookie blankie for yeah. to steal. That's a local radio show guy says that a lot, you know, just, just the, the safety blanket of having a great offensive line when you're put in a new situation like this, he's not, it's not like some, you know, fifth year guy that got traded either. He's been around the block. Phillip should be okay. He's not an idiot. He'll pick up the system. He has a couple decent targets and a good offensive line couple nice pieces on defense should be a comfortable win they may not cover it's a ton of points it could be some you know fuckery with backdoor points and that's why i like this as a really nice tease spot even with a road favorite which is kind of tough for me to do sometimes as a teaser yeah no and i think the point is baltimore could be rusty cleveland could click and baltimore could lose that's entirely within the realm of possibility uh indy could be rusty Jacksonville still has a very low ceiling from a talent standpoint. And I think a rusty Colts team gets a you know field goal in <laughs> at the end of this game. Right? Like it's it's nice. It's a really nice look. I that was a great teaser leg. This is probably the teaser leg of the week. I know you found another one to pair it with that I also like, but this one's the one. That's a good one. Let's move down to the other teaser leg you had with this one. I think you should have manned up and just played Green Bay on the money line, but you're a Minnesota <laughs> I guy, made a case so. for it. I told you. <laughs> so. Like when you were talking about playing three and a half or something, I said, I'm not sure. Was it three and a half or was it just it, flat? It was, it, was, it was three and a half a long time ago. And we I said, I, I remember saying like ago. split it up, put half on the money line, half on three and a half because it might just be a, a game – and it, obviously the numbers move for a few reasons. The market like Green Bay to get go. Now we're seeing Daniil Hunter out. We don't know what this offense for Minnesota is going to look like post digs. Green Bay has their own issues at receiver too. Like this total is probably about where it should be mid forties because they're 
good quarterbacks, one formerly great quarterback. There's some top-end receivers in Thielen and Adams, but there's also some questions at receiver depth, a couple of good running backs, but a couple of coaches I don't know if I fully trust. So this was a, this was a hard lean for Green Bay. The number got away from me. I didn't get it. I'm not excited about that. But at the same time, looking at it as a teaser leg with a total at 45, uh, it's another way to play Green Bay. And, yeah, I added as a teaser early on today or yesterday if you're listening on Thursday. Get so, yeah, Green Bay sure. plus I got a, I got eight and a half on the teaser leg there, and then I got uh, the Man. Colts minus two. So that is my full week one teaser. Just my a slam teaser. dunk teaser. I love it. And I, the slam dunk ones seem to have trouble, but <laughs> that one, it, it does feel pretty good. Uh, two roadies. Two yeah. roadies. Um, okay. Green Bay, Minnesota is going to literally be the test case of continuity versus turnover. Right? So many important pieces changed hands here for Minnesota. So many young players in key roles, notably on the defensive backfield. Uh, whereas Green Bay is coming in basically running it back. Running back the same same unit that won 13 games last year, which we qualify as yeah, it was a nine and seven kind of a team. But you know, the same, but everybody's coming back. And uh, and in general, uh, while I am ice cold on the long-term future of this franchise, I'm fine with them this season in terms of being a competitive football team that I will am willing to bet on when the conditions are right. And when the conditions are right includes they can get a lead with their first 15 scripted plays uh, against a young and experienced defense. And I think Green Bay, uh, if they can effectively replicate what their recipe of success was last year over the first half of this game, uh, they are going to put a ton of pressure on this Minnesota team, running it down their throat in the second half, playing keep away, shortening the game. And even if it, this is a trading scores type of uh, type of contest, the fact that you have Devontae Adams potentially running amok in the backfield or you know, running amok in the, uh, you know, in the defensive secondary for Minnesota against those young cornerbacks, that's, he's such a crisp route runner. That is just a match made in heaven uh, for Green Bay to come back and get the win if they're not already from ahead here. Um, I couldn't- Minnesota literally has two safeties on the roster. The two <laughs> starters, that's it. We just talked about, you know, having a yeah. good a good nickel player, having good like they're having so much turnover on the corners and then two good safeties but zero depth. Like Minnesota secondary could be a big issue this year and especially you're missing you're missing your greatest pass rusher. You're bringing in another guy but he hasn't played here yet. He's not going to get any preseason time with them. So Minnesota's Defense is a huge question mark this is for me. J- this is a JV defense they're going to be trotting out there. Uh, it is really not ready for prime time, and they're going up no. against a unit that uh, has still Mike, You know, it's still Mike Zimmer. He he can coach your defense up, but at the same time, you, you need the roster. You need you need the guys to get it done. So yep. I'm not uh, I'm not super excited about uh, the hometown Vikes being terribly good at defense, especially against a very smart quarterback in Jordan Love. I think if you play this game again in Minnesota in the middle of the season, I think the think price is fair. But right now, this is the wrong team favored. I think Green Bay should be favored in this game. And uh, I'm happy. To, I took the money line at plus 140. I took it again at plus 128 after the Daniil Hunter news came through because I figured this is going to close at a pick um, There's There is Minnesota money, by the way. I'm looking at the bookmaker odds, and they're getting 
bounced back and forth. People are putting money on Minnesota still. Um, there is pressure to keep them the favorite in this game, which I'm surprised by because I literally haven't been able to make are that we case. Limit up yet? I can't make the case. Um, no, is, I have no, I'm is not it, sure. If you we know are. what I'm saying? Is it? A yeah, move no, to... no. I, I don't. I, is somebody is somebody doing that to keep it live to hit it hard, hit Green Bay hard later? That that that's very possible. Um, I uh, I'm I'm I can't make the case for Minnesota to win this game reasonably. Like how it goes down, uh, Green Bay's. You know where they are weak is if you have an especially physical running attack. Minnesota's offensive line is still not top half of the league, let alone cohesive in any way, shape, or form to develop that type of running attack that can really put pressure on Green Bay. Um, I think the you know the Green Bay secondary, a bunch of players I like in coverage. You have young, you know, you have, you know. Uh, the, you have a Jeff Jefferson young wide receiver coming in who couldn't even beat out Ola B.C. Johnson on the depth chart. I don't think that's a statement to how great Ola B.C. Johnson is. I think it's much more, you know, you criticism you of, of Jefferson's quality of play in preseason. So Ola B.C. truther. Minnesota, I think they I think they are going to be kind of the pervert the team that everyone thought was live for a playoff spot that through two weeks people are asking what the hell happened because I think Green Bay hangs a number on them. Not hangs a number on them, but wins comfortably, and I think Indy wins comfortably against them next week. Yeah. I mean, just let's say let's say Phillip Rivers works out. Let's say Tennessee doesn't see a big regression. Deshaun Watson is able to carry this team. Russ is cooking. I'm just naming their first five opponents. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. It it could get rough. Like Zimmer, if this defense isn't getting it together and their hunters missing for a a reasonable amount of time, and Gakwe doesn't adjust well, the safety depth kills them. The corners aren't playing well. They, you know, what they're trying to run out there with, like, you know, Mackenzie Hughes, Gladney, a rookie, probably. It if that doesn't go well, like. Zimmer first coach fired is live. <laughs> Gary Gary he, Kubiak he, interim he, uh, coach. They gave him an extension. He was going to be a lame duck, and I was I was woke on that. But he got they yeah, gave him an extension, I mean, didn't they? They gave they gave Jeff Fisher an extension for he. That's gets a good point. Canned. That's a very that, point. that stuff That's happens all point. the time. Like the extension does not mean much as far as uh, uh, not getting fired when you start zero five. So, okay. As much as it would pain me, because all my friends would be depressed, but I I don't love uh, I don't love Zimmer long term. So I lean. So uh, I, I I love Green Bay in the spot. This is my favorite play of the week. I like yeah. the under, um, but I did not enough to play the under. Uh, and uh, this is going to be a fun one to bet at halftime. If Green Bay has a lead at halftime, you know they're they're going to be able to put this thing away, uh, let their pass rush run amok in the second half, and just run it. You know, shorten the game. This is the kind of game where it's one o'clock and this one's coming to an end and all of the other games are still have most of the fourth quarter left. Uh, that's kind of how I see this playing out. I cannot remember the last time there was a basket in this basketball game. <laughs> this under might survive overtime. This is one of the wildest last four minutes. Uh, <laughs> so, somebody, yeah, whoever has been martingaling the, uh, the Celtics Raptors series overs, just hit the jackpot that it went to overtime uh, and finally might get them to win, except that it still might stay under after one overtime position. The officiating has been weird. But back back to the NFL, Chargers, Bengals, no play. Uh, lots, you know, you want to talk about not knowing a bunch about teams. Tyrod with these, you know, a lot of nice pieces. Derwin out. 
Burrow starting uh, his first game post Brady, you know, being away from the coaching staff that brought him to such heights at LSU behind a kind of a rickety offensive line in spots. Uh, yeah, not, not something I want to touch. The unders probably the under might be the play, but it's pretty low. It's kind of where it needs to be in games like this. I mean, Tyrod and, uh, I was about to say Mixon, Burrow, this screams like a defensive touchdown that screws your under. Oh, the, no, don't say it. Don't say can it. Can you bet the under here? Yes. <laughs> I, oh, I, did, I haven't even looked at your card. Well, well we, talked, I, we talked about this in the oh, – I think yeah, on yeah. one of the previews. I can't remember which one. Doesn't um, it feel like if, if it's close or if it goes over, it's something just awful like that? Yeah, yeah. Or well, high, such, high variant stuff. You have such con- you're going to get such conservative quarterback play, which is one of the reasons I love the under here. Yeah, like, I agree. Is, and that's why it's 42 and it's been bet down. But at the same oh, it's time – it's down to 42 now? Bang. Yeah. See, this no, I mean it's it was the right it was the right play, this, but even I bet at, four, this at 44 not playing and a half, 42. I bet this at 44 and a half and it was back in April, I think August when we kind of first kind of put the pieces together like holy crap, there's going to be no preseason. How in the world is Cincinnati's offensive line going to come together? They're going to coach up Joe Burrow and they're going to go up against the one of the top 5 defenses in the league in the Chargers week 1. Why is this a 44 and a half point line? Uh, now that it's down to 42, that's entirely fair. Uh, is there weather? Is that why it came down so much? Cuz this this is a late, this is a late move. Like I was I kept I checked this number I don't know, five times probably in the month of August and September wondering when they you know when the uh, the moon, you know, when the steam was gonna gonna fall me on this one, some of it could have been came. just reports coming out of camp as far as how Burrow's meshing with the offense, how the offense looks. Same thing on the other side, how the new you know two new quarterbacks, two new offenses. I, I guess like I, I I lean that way based on that, so I get the move, but it's a strong move. So I, I'm not betting this under 42. I wonder if there's weather in Cincinnati this weekend or something because that's a, this is a surprisingly it's late. a little chilly waiting. up. It's chilly up this way this week. It's been like 50s and rain. Also, across. it's worth noting like a, a total moving across 44 and 43 is pretty big. Like those are two pretty important numbers, especially you know considering. I would think it. I would think this is where it stops. It isn't forty-two is a very tough number to cross. Okay. All right. Well, <clears throat> I would say. I mean, my fair number, my fair price in this all along was forty-one. Uh, so I'm. I still. If you're listening to this now and you're like, "Oh damn, I missed it." I mean, I think I still think there's value under forty-two, um, and. I think this is going to be a very field position, very um, conservative, uh, you know, conservative in every possible way. Um, and I think Cincinnati's defense is better than people realize. Honestly, I think that's, I think the, the additions that they made filling their holes on defense were pretty solid. Uh, they don't have a great pass rush. Chargers don't have, you know, this is the problem. You have two bad offensive lines, you know, for sure. Cincinnati's is bottom three Chargers is at least bottom half, maybe bottom 10. Uh, you have two young, you know, two inexperienced quarterbacks for the their respective systems that are going to play conservatively. You have two coaches that I think are going to, um, you know, have run heavy approaches to try to protect their, you know, their exposed quarterbacks in you know weak offensive lines and a couple injuries to the wide receivers for you know for both Chargers and you know Cincinnati is a red flag as well on top of the fact that. You have two good defenses. So this is this is the exact recipe I look for in an under. This is the yeah. only under I could pull the trigger on all, all weekend. Um, didn't bet another under on the card. 
usually very underful. Yeah, usually. I agree. I, I hate that I get I'm, I just I get itchy about bet, betting a bad number. So I agreed with you then. Don't know why I didn't bet it. I still agree. I guess forty two is not a terrible number, but I really Do you play any unders? Yeah, just oh, yeah, Seattle. Yeah, Seattle. Seattle. Okay. So okay, you played a Seattle under that I agreed with, but I couldn't pull the trigger on and I played a, a Cincinnati under that you We're gonna have a com- combined yeah. sweep somehow. Okay. Um All right. Three only three more games. We're getting right down to the, the brass tacks here. Couldn't play anything in this Arizona San Francisco I didn't play game. Any of these. Another, well, another clear example of a line move that I agreed with that or not agreed with, but I understood, but I was too late to the party on. Uh, this Arizona total at one point in the offseason was forty four and a half. I don't know when that opened. I didn't see it. I'm mad at myself for not seeing it then. It was an overplay in like with 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 extreme prejudice at that point it's up to 48s now that's now closer to fair um yeah. it's 47 and a half this morning so it's taking even more money now it's uh this is going to be a popular play by I'll, I'll, everyone that i know that does analytical modeling says the same thing which is uh you know arizona's um <clears throat> their pace of play uh you know their their um overall uh system and the way it matches up against san francisco lends itself to an over um I think they're live in this one, although I wouldn't uh, – I didn't lay the points. I mean, I didn't take – excuse me, I didn't take the points. It was nine and a half at one point. It's been bet down to seven. Um, I think that move reflects just the overall market um, is high on Arizona, which might be fake news, but we'll see. Um, and, you know, it's, it's – there's whiffs in the air. Uh, our friend Adam Chernoff made a pretty strong – uh, case for how Arizona's offense is going to be dynamic and you know world changing with the addition of Hopkins and what they're trying to do in terms of just up, up tempo and uh, really test San Francisco's defense's fitness in this one. Um, I'm excited to see it. I'll be watching a lot of this game. Uh, I'll probably be flipping back and forth between this one and Tampa's Tampa New Orleans in the afternoon slot. Uh, hopefully, it's competitive. Hopefully San Francisco wins. I have a lot of San Francisco to, to you know, you know, futures out there that would yeah, that could use oh boy, them getting Jimmy, a hot start. Jimmy G MVP baby. Yeah, that, one, right. that one's getting refunded. Thanks. Suck, suck it five dollars. Oh, that depressed me too. Um, yeah, was, at I least, but at least uh, he's got a nice matchup here. You know, like this the Arizona defense. I don't want to say stinks out loud, but they lack talent. Um, Arizona's O line also is a problem. So those are yeah. the real reasons I stayed away from Arizona. Yeah, they're uh, they're improved. They will be improved, but yeah, they're still a year away from you know competing with top teams. And, and you say that, and there's always going to be like one game where they run with a top team, and you're like, that's where you see the glimmers of this team just needs a couple more pieces. So hopefully, uh, hopefully Jimmy G looks good for our MVP bets, and yeah, I think I have some Niners to win the West. Maybe maybe the NFC as well. I have to go check. I gotta go round up all the futures. I bet there's way too many. Um, but yeah, no no play for me. Yeah, the total was the play. The over was the move. That's where it went. Um, Tampa Bay, New Orleans. Actually, real quick, uh, is go Boston ahead. get free throws here? I am gonna, not. Are they in the middle of this total? I shut, <laughs> I, 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 I shut it down. Okay, all right. I've been, I've been paying too much um, attention to the basketball right, game. I'm Twenty seconds left. Right. Uh, Tampa Bay, New Orleans. This I didn't is the play anything. With having NBA playoffs on at the same time. As NBA. Oh, it's fun though. There's so it much going fun. on. Yeah. 
I saw Vika uh, just spiked uh, Elise Mertens tonight too. Man, whoo, whoo. We we um, thought coming out of the U.S. Open there would be somebody <laughs> on a very long win streak, and we we thought it'd be Joker, not Vika. Yeah, <laughs> good point. All right, Tampa New Orleans is another one. Super interesting game. Didn't pull the trigger on anything. The move was Tampa apparently, uh, although this has whiffs of bullshit <laughs> i think uh t- again tampa is kind of the 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 in play team i have circled uh if they have a lead in this game i'm coming in heavy on new orleans live uh if they are behind by two scores i will take a small piece of them to bring it closer before they blow the whistle uh but i have nothing blow the pre-game. Whistle. nothing pre-game. how do you think these guys match up this is one where I've taken strong stances. Like I, I you don't love know. New Orleans. This is a, you I have lo- a bet on. You lo- basically have a bet on this game on New Orleans in your division. Yeah, I really did because I bet New Orleans to win the division. Um, if they win this game, that number is po- you're back in you're back in the black. I am. It's it's back at a a price where I'm ahead of the market instead of behind it. So yeah, I need New Orleans to win. It's it's in New Orleans. Tampa Bay, maybe a slow start with. You know, you can say continuity issues for everyone. It, it doesn't matter if it's continuity issues with a bunch of bad players or a bunch of good players. It still exists. So there's going to be problems with that. You know, I, I did make the case for Philip Rivers coming into a nice situation. He's a veteran. I guess I got to extend Brady the same courtesy. He's a smart guy. Also, somebody who's played the same place his whole career moving. He's smart enough. He has a smart enough coach, and they have so many pieces. It should be a good team. But New Orleans, no slouch themselves. They have a couple of nice receivers. Again, a veteran quarterback. These, you know, these teams pretty close to each other. A slight lean. I think I make this number about three and a half if it's in the, you know, the Superdome or whatever the hell we're calling. It. Both, like half the division plays in Mercedes Benz fields now, which is confusing <laughs> to me. But so I, I make this as close. I lean a little to this over. I'm still not 100% sold on the Tampa Bay secondary resurgence, maybe not immediately. And at the same time, like I like a lot of things about the Saints defense, but it's not like the, it's not like the Bucks ain't going to get theirs with some, uh, with some of the weapons they've put together. So lean a little bit on this over. If it were a little lower, I'd probably play it. Like Drew said, I'm, already pretty much taking Saints money line in this one. They got to get this done for me to get me back uh, my head out of water. Yeah. Yeah. No, no play for me now. That's sense for, um, okay. Dallas Rams nightcap Sunday night football, um, a billion points, 2 billion. Tough to say. <laughs> the over has uh, <laughs> taken some money. There's actually been some buyback on this under. Well, it's down it back got- down to 51. What's up with that? It got high. That's a high number. That's a big, big number, especially week one, not knowing a ton about this uh, defense for Dallas. It might be better. They added some pieces, then they had some injuries. So it's kind of a up-and-down chart as far as the pulse of the how this defense is going to play. Uh, the Rams defense has some nice pieces too. You know, everyone wants to talk about the Dallas offense is going to be good. The Rams have some good receivers. The Rams have a fun rookie running back. Uh, you know, you got a couple of smart coaches and Kellen Moore and Sean McVay. 
I, we don't know what McCarthy's going to bring to the party yet. So there, there's a little bit of unknown here. I, you know, we talked earlier on this double overtime in the NBA game, by the way, uh, Rams, <laughs> we, we both definitely, I don't know you might've even played this, but the, I mean, the play is Rams and the points or Rams straight up. See, it's, yeah. this is a coin, it's a coin flip game. And I lean towards the team with a little bit of continuity at home. Let's yeah. The the play here is Rams. I didn't play it. I still may. Okay, here's if this, here's if this, this gets is, to two this and is, a half. This is exactly this is exactly not going to. No, this is exactly the conversation we need to have about this. I'm I'm out of shape. It's a numbers it's a, play. It's about it's been a while. I'm out of shape. Uh, I don't have a great case for why I bet the Rams in this one. I took the money line at plus one forty because I thought it was the it was at the nadir. I didn't think it was going to get lower than that, um, and I didn't ever think we were going to see a fair three. Um, but we are we are they're showing up like minus three at plus one hundred two is available at Pinnacle right now. There could be more pressure that pushes this Dallas number out. I've heard people make cases for Dallas, uh, and it's on Sunday Night Football. This could be the kind of one where in that gap between you know the end of. Uh, uh, you know, the end of the afternoon games and the kickoff for Sunday Night Football, that there's just weird line movement. And all of a sudden you get a, a fair plus three on the Rams. Do you think I read the market wrong or I, I, I timed my strategy wrong here? Can I, will I have had the opportunity to get a fair plus three? Because basically these are two offenses that I find to be strong among, you know, when, when, um, when, not under duress, these quarterbacks and their offensive weapons are going to be able to score points and they're going to be able to trade punches. And I don't see either the Dallas uh, offensive line being so uh, so injured that the Rams offensive line can control the game from a defensive standpoint. I don't see the Rams um, offensive line being so vulnerable to a very weak Dallas pass rush that they're uh, you know, that they're stymied and the golf looks awful. Uh, I think they're going to be able to trade punches and the team with the ball last wins. Um, and I probably should have just waited for a plus three. Do you think we ever see a plus three minus one ten? Yeah, I'm not, it's, it's juice threes everywhere. You're paying minus one twenty to get that at that point. I don't know if it's a play. Uh, yeah, I, I liked it earlier when we talked about it. Cause the, the money line was a little better. I feel like. What would you get? Did you play money line at some? I got. I got plus one forty on the money line here. Yeah, I mean that was the play. It's come down a little. Probably plus one twenty five is likely a market. Plus one thirty one at Pinnacle. That's the lowest juice across yeah. the board. Yeah. So consensus right around plus one thirty. Still maybe playable. Like you said, uh, I don't Dude, mind the Rams. I don't mind the Rams. Yeah. I don't mind the Rams up front. Like they yeah, have some I'd nice say. pieces. It, it sucks. Like we talked about this in the preview as well. When your best offensive lineman's like forty years old, it's maybe an issue going forward. But it's it's not a it's not a crew that's going to get run over, especially for what Dallas is trotting out there. Everson Griffin in a new uh, new situation helps, but at the same time they did suffer an injury as well. I can't think who was was it McCoy. Yeah, Gerald McCoy. McCoy was – yeah, he's done for the year. That does not help you. And that's where you need your pressure against Goff is up the middle. Yeah. If you can't generate pressure up the middle, he's not going to be as flustered. The The tackle should be able to handle some edge rush a little better than the problems we saw with some of the some of the just gut pressure that forced Goff into some bad situations or just – great defensive lines to begin with. Think about the Niners game where they scored once early and then looked terrible for the rest of the game last year. So I, 
I don't think we have that here. I think McVeigh with enough time to prep is a good spot to back, especially at home getting points against a team that might be a little overvalued at this point as they are everyone's darlings. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the other reason that I liked that I, that I talked to myself into pulling the trigger on Rams money line. Um, I think Dallas is going to have a very difficult time stopping the run this year. I think their run defense is quite poor. Uh, and I think if we can get into a situation where Rams have a lead in the fourth quarter and they get a stop, then game over. They're going to be able to run this thing out. They're going to be able to, uh, you know, play keep away, get a late score. Um, it's a good matchup for their rush offense in end of game scenario. And I think the Rams can, can put away a win that way. Um, I'm also excited to see what McVeigh has for this team with the full, you know, full. I love McVeigh early in the season. It's just fun to watch what the Rams do because they always have interesting wrinkles. Um, and granted, yeah, we haven't McVay seen McVeigh with prep time is great. It's great. It's great. I love it. So I don't mind being on, you know, McVeigh with prep time against a defense that's, you know, bottom, bottom half of the league, maybe bottom five. Do you want to comment real quick on, um, Pittsburgh in Tennessee. You put you laid the chalk uh, on I mean, two we, Monday. Oh. Just 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 uh, just just, uh, just explain this to me. You you laid the chalk on two Monday night football roadies. That's uh feels a little bold. Monday night football home teams tend to yeah. we'll touch we'll touch more on these on Sunday, but yeah, I did lay well the numbers were wrong. Like yeah. the, it was. Okay. Uh, I I posted four, but I I bet I like three. both these plays. By the way, I, so I, I bet I a three and a half on. A little, uh, bit of a hard time. Yeah, I bet three and a half on the Steelers early. Four was still a play. You beat it's the bejesus. You beat the bejesus out of the market in both of these. By the way. Yeah, well, and some of it was a little bit of fake CLV with the the injury to Von Miller. That I never get an injury to go my way. It seems like so I don't cheer for injuries, but once in a while, you know, they're going to happen. Injuries are going to happen, so. You take it when you can get it. When somebody gets hurt on the team you bet against after you bet them, that's uh, helpful. Tennessee, I just said I said it to you in our the, you know our football chat there. I said I've looked at this up and down. I don't understand how I can make Denver a, a favorite right now, even at home. And yeah. it was it was Tennessee plus one hundred on the money line is what I bet. I like that it moved, and then Von Miller got hurt. It moved probably too much. If this got to three, I'd have to think about some Denver. I feel like it might be a close game, but uh, low total. Love that. I'm fully on the record of being on the Tennessee regression bandwagon, but not this much. You surprised the total didn't respond to the Von Miller injury? That feels like where you would see it more so than the spread. I I thought it would jump up a little, but um, I think – Just considering where the spread was and that those points aren't really meaningful, I'm surprised it moved through there, but not – I wouldn't be surprised if it still does. I could see it closing up at 42, some some late – I bet you see some Sunday money on this – or Monday money on this over – and then, yeah, I mean, we'll get deeper into these games, but the same thing with Steelers. The Giants are just a bad team. Yeah. They're, they're missing – they have big gaps. They just cut their first rounder from last year. <laughs> That's <laughs> usually not good. Saquon is a, a great talent. Dimes is unproven. They have some big problems on offensive line. That's going to be bad against this defense. Even with some bad regression, this defense is going to eat them up. 
And you know how I feel about Big Ben. So, yeah, that was a play. I don't know if I played at six, but certainly at three <laughs> and a half and four, it felt pretty good to take that number. Would you play Pittsburgh or Tennessee team total over as an alternate now that the steam has come in? Oh, what would be Pittsburgh? So you're talking 23 plus three, 26. I don't know. That's uh, probably I'd, – I'd play Pittsburgh's team total before I play 20, Tennessee. 20 and a half on Tennessee? 20 and a half? Yeah, I probably would. <laughs> I'm asking you because I played it. That's why. Yeah, those aren't bad, those aren't, those aren't bad alternates. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, Pittsburgh's is a little high. I get you. I get you there. Um, but, God, dude, they should get whatever they want. This Giants defense is just – You can it's, have whatever you like. I mean, I, the real question is who is the worst defense in the NFL between the Giants, the Panthers, and the Jags? Vikings. The Vikings, you think? I mean, oh, over the that, first four weeks. Maybe, yeah, that's but. just – not and it, it does sound like I'm just reading some stuff now that Hunter might be back after the three weeks. Which yeah, that seems reasonable. pretty massive for that team as a whole. But uh, this was good. I thought we were – boy, I was a little nervous for – No, we crushed it. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I thought I thought we did good for sneaking one in. Not sneaking one in. We knew this was coming for weeks and weeks and weeks. But, uh, yeah, no preseason for us either, so don't judge. But, And if you have any thoughts, questions, opinions, and you made it this far, obviously hit us up on Twitter. Uh, we don't ask much, but, yeah, go go do like a five-star review. I've, we said that like 300 episodes, I bet we said that like four times. We don't have <laughs> – yeah, we don't have ads. I, we might read it even, yeah. We definitely would appreciate it, though. Yeah, so thanks. Yeah, thanks if you listened. Hopefully you have a successful NFL season. We hope we do too. And, yeah, hit us up with all your tidbits, thoughts, whatever. I love talking NFL all the time. All right, Andy, that was a ton of fun. Best of luck this season. You're going you're gonna to crush it again, I can tell. I think we're going to do it. Yeah, yeah, this is good. I'll let you go. Talk to you on uh, Thursday for Thursday Night Football Halftime Show. Dun, 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 dun.